Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in James, I'm in chapter 1, and uh, I guess you found that, Lex, that's verse 22. James chapter 1, verse 22, I'm just going to read the A part of that verse and try to preach this message for you today. Uh, this is a challenge, this is a challenge, but I pray it'll be a blessing. God help us. You know what we need more of today than we need of anything else? We need the Word of God. We need the Word of God. It's forever settled in heaven. Do you know that? Men, men can, men can try, to, try to rewrite it, try to do things different, but I'm going to tell you, it's never going to change. He's God and He changes not. And he is the Word and the Word was made flesh and dwelled among us and we see Him and He's not changing, the Word's not changing. It's forever settled. I'm glad to know the Word of God today. James chapter number 1 verse 22. If you found that, shout amen. amen. Be ye doers of the Word. Father, I love you. I thank you for the day, the time, the place, the old stuff, the songs, the tears that come God, the chastening hand of God to reveal to us that, we're ch that we are the children of God. For everyone that's in attendance, every Sunday school teacher, bless them double. God, each one, each family member here, especially the lost that might be sitting in our congregation today. I pray the God of heaven would fill my mouth and guard my tongue and preach me with accuracy inside the holy writ. I pray you'd touch the hearts of every believer in the house today. God, draw us up close to you. Let us feel that lonesome from above. Do the work that only you can do. Sweep over this place, sweet Holy Spirit. Do it for your glory and honor. We're going to praise you. Ask it in our king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. James, the half-brother of Jesus, uh, he is, a, he is a, a, a great writer of the word. Uh, here he's written this little letter. James is a common man. He's a man of sincerity. Uh, he believes that if you're going to live it, uh, or if you're going to claim it, you ought to live it. Uh, James is very stern according to some, uh, but I'm telling you, he's got a message for us today. He said this, but be ye doers of the word, doers of the words, what I'm going to try to preach on for just a few minutes today. I want us to, if we're going to be doers of the word, I want us to go back all the way to Genesis. You don't have to turn there, but if you go to Genesis chapter number two and six, verses 16 and 17, here's what you're going to find. You're going to find that God created male and female. God created man and woman. That's how God, that's the plan of God. Anyone that don't like that is outside the plan of God. Say, I don't like that preacher. I'm not here, listen, I'm not here to try to sugarcoat anything. Just preach the word of God. He swore what he said. He said he created male and female. He created them, but God gave a command unto the man. He said he planted a tree in the garden. He said, of all the trees in the garden thou mayest eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat thereof. For in the day that you eat thereof thou shalt surely die. You know what happened? They eat and at that moment death got on Adam's trail. It passed all the way down to us today. We see that as the command of God. Then we see concerning doing the word, 
just do the word. He said, don't eat it, Adam. Adam, listen, we see the command of God. He commands us. He says, don't do it. And we do it anyway. Hey, listen, it's more beneficial to follow the word of God, be a doer of the word of God. We see the command of God, then we see the choice of man. What did Adam do? When Eve saw the tree and that it was good to bring her knowledge of good and evil, she took of the fruit and she gave it to her husband and he did eat. What happened right there? That's the choice of man. We see the command of God. We see the choice of man. The choice of man was, I'll not do it. I'll not do it. Or... You said no, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. We find all through the word of God, we find where God said don't, or God said here's the command, here's the law, here's the word of God, and we find where the people just ignored it. They said forget about it. Listen, he told Abraham not to journey off down there. When he come out of that land, don't go back. What does he do? He goes back there. He picks up a girl by the name of Hagar. Hagar has a child by Abraham. That boy's name was Ishmael. And it's Ishmael's people that's creating all the chaos in the Middle East today. You see the consequence of what they do. So if we're going to do the word, if we're going to do the word, you was all over this message. Now, I didn't... I knew where we was at, but it didn't occur to me until you began to teach it today. If we're going to do the word, here's a few little things that God expects out of us. Is there anybody in this room today that would disagree and say we should not do, be doers of the word? If you're raised enough to raise your hand today, I will come and shake it because, uh, look, here, if you're here today, and, and, and you are anti-God, you're in the camp of the enemy. Because we're pro-God. We're pro-Bible. I'm pro the Word of God. I don't think there's anything, bless the Lord, there's nothing that sustains us like the Word of the everlasting God. He said, just do the Word. Just do it. I used to say this all the time. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to resurrect this saying of mine. Do right and don't worry. Do right and don't worry. It'll be all right. Hey, some bad things are going to come your way. Bad things coming down your pike, Clay. You don't even think it right now. But son, you're just getting started on this road of life. Bad things are going to come your way one of these days. What are we going to do? What are we going to do when the bad things? Just do right and don't worry. Just stay on the road. Just keep on driving on the road. Stay on the path. Seek the Lord. Praise God. Follow the lamp and the light. It's going to be okay. If we're going to do the word, here's what we'll have. Number one, we'll have to do this. We'll have love for God. If we're going to do the word, we're going to have love for God. Now watch this. Watch this. Now, we quoted that, Brother Gordon taught that out of Luke this morning. You're going to find that in the other Gospels apart from John. But you're going to find it first in the law in Deuteronomy 6 and 5. Here's what the Bible said. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God 
with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy might. Now, when you get over in the New Testament, they add mind into that. Why is the mind? Because the mind is the seat of affections and, and the knowing and the understanding. So if you, listen, can I ask you this morning, do you have a sacrificial love for God? I would say on a large scale today that, that this congregation does. Yeah, look, you could have stayed home, but you come out. And then his brother Gordon said when he stepped outside in the rain, he said, was that ice or rain? It was a little uncomfortable. Mike Rimmer came in, shaking off like an old dog, been chasing something and said, whoa, it's a bit chilly out there today. It would have been easier to have stayed at the house, the wood stoked in the stove, the smoke rolling. I'm talking 85, to not even had to come out. But look, there's a little bit of sacrifice. If it's real love, it's sacrificial. And he didn't suggest that you love him. He commanded it. And Marcus, we love him because he first loved us. A plus class because he first loved us. How about that? God loves you. How about that, Scott? God loved us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's a whole lot of loving going on right there. That's sacrificial love. That's love that I didn't deserve. I didn't deserve. And he's my sacrifice. And he died for me. Surely to goodness, surely to goodness, I can love him. Now, Brother Gordon said this in class this morning. I'm just ditto in his class. He said this. I don't think there's anybody in this room. Now this congregation's a little larger than the Sunday school class. And I'll, I, I'll amen this. There's anybody in this room that has loved him fully and unconditionally and sacrificially with every minute being that we have, Jimmy. It's Baptist time now. It's quiet. The command was love me. What is that? It's sacrificial love. And in Psalm 145 and 20, here's what he said. He said, the Lord preserveth all them that love him. We see the command that he gives. We see the consequence again of that command. He preserveth all them that love him. It's not hard to tell if you love God. It's not hard to tell. It's not hard to tell. Listen, this, uh, these Facebook Christians out there today want him like a spare tire. Billy Durham said 30, 28 years ago in a revival right over here, he, here's what he said. Billy said this. He said, people want God three times in their life or they want the preacher. When they're getting married, when, when, listen, when they got trouble and when they die. You know what? We need him more than then. Oh, we need him. We need him when we get married. We don't need to be unequally yoked together. That's caused misery in the lives of countless people throughout the world. Because what's his light got to do with darkness? That's what it says, Brother Junior. Here, it's still Baptist time, I can tell. Here it is. 
Then the consequence of that, though, is the Lord preserveth all them that love him. I think the sacrifice is worth it. I think the sacrifice is worth it. Is it easy, preacher? Nothing that you sacrifice is easy. But there's not this sacrificial. If we're going to be doers of the word, it'll be sacrificial love that we have for the Lord. We won't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. There's a lot of things we won't fail to do if it's sacrificial. It'll be the thing that he asked of us that we would rather not do. I'll just be honest with you. I did not want to preach. Did not. Wasn't going to. Had my mind made up. I'd take my little guitar around and I'd sing a song here or two at a revival. And that's just how I'd let it go. And he said, you don't even love me. I said, yeah, I do. He said, but you ain't preaching. What's he ask of you? I mean, it's not too hard just to get up and come to church. We got it 72 degrees in here. Some of you loving that. Some of you hating it. But it's not too big a sacrifice to come. God, when I finally got where God wanted me to be, he said, now I'm going to, I couldn't bless you before because I couldn't trust you. But when you begin to sacrifice a little for him, he begins to pour out on you. I'm telling you, it'll come. And say, I don't believe that. Oh, just try it. He said, Malachi, he said, you prove me. You prove me, I'll show you what I'll do. But here's what we see. It's, I wish it, I could say in every church across all the land, everybody loved the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. I wish we could say amen to that right there. But it's not sacrificial love. A lot of it's superficial love. Something superficial is just on the surface. That's on, that's on Facebook with 15 crosses and hands raised up. You, the FBI couldn't find them on Sunday morning. They ain't been to church in 10 years, but oh, how I love Jesus. Liar, liar, pants on fire. The Bible said all liars will have their part in the lake which burn with fire and brimstone. That's pretty bad. If I was lying, I'd quit. Superficial love. I don't believe that. He said they honor me with their lips, but their heart's far from me. In, in, in Revelation, talking to the Ephesian church, the church that Paul uh, pastored the longest of any that I can find that he was the pastor of, and you come to the church of Ephesus, and what does it say? Everybody knows this. You've lost your first love. I'm about to give some marriage counseling right here. Hear me well, boys and girls. You're going to marry them, and they're going to be lean and mean and, and shiny, and I mean the prettiest that you, you put your, I, oh, my, I just can't keep my hands off of them. And 20 years down the road, they're going to have eaten too many donuts. <clears throat> 
And there ain't so much leanness there anymore. And that hair that combed back and looked like Elvis on his best day has disappeared. You look like a Jew with a yarmulke running around there with that big shiny spot in the back. And everything's hallelujah land. But that's the one that's with you there on the days you're sick. And superficial love will go to looking for something else that looks like that again. But sacrificial love won't forget what your people say. You can't get married young and it make it. Don't tell me. I was a boy and I got married and we've been we still here. Amen. Why is that? Because we grew up together. We think a lot alike because uh, uh, Brant's tried his best to put a lot of thoughts in her and, and I tried my best to erase a lot of them. <laughs> and we grew up, we grew up together. She taught me some things. I taught her a thing or two. You're, you're condemning me because I've been divorced. I am not condemning you. I'm just make, I'm taking an illustration right here, trying to make it. Uses an analogy of this, of sacrificial love, because when it ain't good, that love's still there. And superficial love, if they run off and left you, they never loved you in the first place. That's why Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, because that's sacrificial love. Well, I'll just kill the Baptist right there. They're done. Love of God, then we live. Number two, we live for God. If we're going to be doers of the word. What kind of love is that? It's a visible love. You can see it. Matthew, Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Then it's love that they can witness. They can see it, Donnie Wilson. They can look. They'll say, man, they must love the Lord. Junior Swafford's been accused of eating every 20 minutes. He has a terrible sugar problem. He just barely makes it through church and needs to get something else to eat for his sugar bottoms out on him. And he's been accused of a lot of things, but I'm telling you, there's one thing that as long as I've known, I, Brother Junior, you won't believe it, but it's been over 25 years ago when you was in that revival and met me for the first time down there. And of all them years, I've never heard anybody say, I don't think Junior Swafford's glad he's a Christian. If we live for him, it's visible. Then people know when you, every Sunday morning, you pull out. Your neighbors know every Sunday evening when you pull out. Wednesday evening when you pull out where you're going. They're not confused by that. It's visible. Stay with me. Don't fall out on me yet. They'll see your good works. But they'll see your, that look, they can see your stance for Christ too. The Bible said in Galatians, Paul writing this to the Galatians in 2 and 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. You can't miss a crucified man. 
Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself, loved me, and gave himself for me. Tommy, I'm telling you, people can see it. It's visible, but it's not only visible. I'm hurrying now, but it's vocal. Psalm, Psalm 107 says it like this. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to be vocal and be a doer of the word. All you got to know is what God done for you. And if you've been born again, you know what he done for you. You have something that's unique that no one else has. Bryson Taze has something that's unique to Bryson Taze. Everybody that's born again in this room, Seth, everybody that's born again in this room has something that's unique. You, nobody else has it like that. Josh Ward has something very unique. What is that? That's my personal testimony, and that's what the Lord done for me. And there's nobody else got that but you. And people can see that when we live for God. We have love for God and we live for God. It's not only visible, but it's vocal. We can speak that. We can share that testimony that's mine and mine alone. I heard Brother Mark Hall say this uh, in a revival one time. He said every time Paul told it, it got bigger. By the time he done, got done telling the story, it was a brightness brighter than the sun. Are you still here? This is what rung my bell this morning in the dark as I'm reading this. In Acts 4 and 20, they'd healed Peter and, and John had healed the, or the Lord done the healing, but they, they had, a, put, had some work in, involved in it and they'd healed the blind or the lame man at the gate called Beautiful. And they told him, said, you can't, speak in that name any, anymore. He said, there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. That name's Jesus. I like what Gabe is saying. It's not Buddha. It's not Confucius. Listen, it's not, it's not what the cults of this world claim will get you to heaven. You can work until your fingers bleed. You'll never work your way to glory. But here's what they said. In Acts uh, 4 and 20, they said, we can only speak the things which we've seen and heard. It's vocal. I can't speak about nothing else but what I've seen and heard. Listen, I've seen some things. I've seen some things. I've seen God in the, in the building of this sanctuary. I watched God do one miracle after another. When the banker said, the banker called me one day and said, hey, y'all are paying this off uh, a little fast, aren't you? I said, you told me no payoff penalty. He said, oh, that's right. I said, praise God, we're, hang we're headed to the place of burning the note. How in the world are you all doing that? Listen, every time it come to a business meeting and I was worried about making a big payment, somehow, somehow, there'd be a $25,000 deposit made. 
somehow we'd just take it straight to the bank. Listen, what was you doing? I was getting out from under the debt. God said, build it and I'll pay for it. I held him to his word. I'm going to tell you, I've seen some things. He's done it over and over. Did I do this for the glory of the Free Will Baptist? No. Did I do it for the glory of Mike McCoy? No. We've done it for the glory of God. You know what? In prayer one night, Gordon, he told me, he said, build it. We didn't have any land to build it on. This was our parking lot. We didn't have none of this other stuff, you see. He said, build it. All I could hear, all I could hear was a still small voice saying, build it. One of the deacons said, what are we going to do, Brother Mike? I said, we're going to build a new sanctuary. They said, where are we going to build it? I said, in the parking lot. <laughs> where are we going to park them if we build a building? And I said, I don't know where to park them. He just said, build it. I'm going to let him worry about parking them, praise God. All I can talk about is what I've seen and heard. It's vocal. Living for the Lord is visual, but it's also vocal. When's the last time you said something for the cause of Christ? I mean, just walked up, just sat down like, brother, just sat down at the Cracker Barrel. This, this, this has never failed me. How many times we've sat at a restaurant. Randy and I have done this at a Cracker Barrel on James uh, Stewart or Stewart Ferry. Up there, the Cracker Barrel at Stewart's Ferry. We walked in there. We asked this girl. She come up the table. She said, can I get you anything else? I said, we're about to pray. Billy Field's done this all the time. We're about to pray. Is there anything that we can pray about for you? She just went to cry. She just went to cry. I didn't preach no revival message. We didn't say a thing to her. Ask her if she's a Christian. She said she was. I just have to take them at their word. But I know this. She was glad for prayer. And we was glad to ensure her that that only come by and through the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our helper. Lastly today. If we're going to be doers of the word, there'll be love for God. And there'll be a life for God. We'll live for God. So you live like that all the time, preacher? I wish I could say that I'm perfect, but I can't. I'm a, I'm, I'm a train wreck on my best day. Say, now, you're a preacher. You're not supposed to be that way. Can I follow you around for about a week? Can I just follow you around? Can I come and just put my ear to the outside and listen that you all have supper? Can I listen at that uh, husband and wife strong fellowship that you share one with another? Can, is that, can I hear that? How, is, that, is, that is that exactly how the Lord would have it? I didn't think so. Well, I like this one, though. God gave me this little thought, and I've preached this all over. I mean, I've preached on this particular thing. But if, if, if we're going to be doers of the word, we'll have a love for God. We'll have a life for God. But if, then you're going to have to let me read the scripture. But we'll look for God if we love him. If we're doers of the word, we'll be looking for him. Say, so where do you get that, preacher? Let me read you the scripture. First, we look for him in the scripture. 
Jesus said in, in John 5, 39, Brother Junior, we quote this all the time. John 5, 39, he said, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think that ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. In other words, he said, that's me. I'm the, I'm the law. I'm the word. That's me. But if you're going to see me, you have to search the scriptures. If we're looking for him, if we're being doers of the word, we're looking for the Lord. I mean, we're looking for God. We're going, where are we going to find him? Well, number one, you find him in the scriptures. That's why we preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. We don't have anything but the word to share. We're looking at him through the scripture. Jesus said in, in, in Matthew 7, here's what he said about it. He said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Say, I can't find him. Oh, yes, you can. He's neither even in our mouth. How's that possible? Speaking the word. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Speak the word, and the word is life. It's in the scripture. But one of these days, Jimmy, I'm going to see him in the sky. One of these days, to them, Brother Branch, that look for him, shall he appear. Now, folks, folks don't like this, and, and we've, we've had some check out and leave and go other places because they disagree with with. with with this doctrinal difference with me is, is on this, is that when, when the Lord said by the pen of Paul to Titus, in the little letter to Titus, here's what he said. He said, we're looking for the glorious appearing of our great God. That said the scripture doesn't say that he's God. Of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Right there it says it. We're looking for the glorious appearing. Where's that going to be? In the sky. How do you know that? Because he's in the script. I found it in the scripture. If we're going to be doers of the word, we're looking for God. I'm looking for God. Now I'm going to share a little story with you, and, and we're done. Brenda, let's come on the piano so I don't take off on something. So it's been a couple of weeks ago. We were headed down. Stay with me right here. This will all make it clear. We're headed down to Mount Juliet to see the kids. Pat gets off, she takes off early on Thursday so we can get down there and get the boy before the, the, before the daycare closes. And it, usually we get him a little earlier than mom and daddy get. So we're getting, we're headed down there. I've made record time to Mount Juliet. You, you do that, you do that by dodging traffic. And, and you make record time and you get off, get off the interstate, turn right, go down to the, to the Methodist Church, Grace Methodist Church, where the daycares, it's the school, it's a, it's a little school. And we get off down there and we get out of the vehicle and we come walking in. The girl opens the door for us. Here's, here's what she said. She said, I knew that was Dustin's dad. Because Dustin walks just like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
They ought to know who we are because we walk just like you. They ought to be able to look at us and say, hey, I, I know who they are because of how they walk. That's got to be one of them crazy born-again bunch. That's got to be, listen, that might even be a shouting Baptist. I don't know. There's something about the, what's wrong with that bunch. That'd be my father. Hey, I, can, I knew it was, I knew who that was because Dustin walks just like him. We walk in. Get this. Stay with me. I'm talking about looking for him, doing, being doers of the word. We walk in, and she, 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 I said, uh, you know uh, who we're here to see. She said, oh, yeah, everybody in the school knows. <laughs> How did they know? They knew, and he uses it in one word, Granny Pa. He knew Granny Pa was coming to get him today, and he's told everybody. <laughs> Brother Grover, I'm thinking, you know what we ought to be doing? They ought to be able to see the way we're walking, and I know he's one of them because he walks just like somebody else and hey, we ought to tell everybody in the building and outside the building, everybody we come in contact with, hey, just drop this word on them. Jesus is coming back. They knew who we were when we got there. And that boy had told everybody, she said he's told everybody in the building today who's coming to get him. And all of a sudden, I step up to the door. He's on the back side of the class. And somebody called his name. And he turned around and he seen me. And he's got this thing he does. I don't care if he does it when he's 16 years old. When he gets happy, he goes. <laughs> Here he come. I'm talking burning the rug of flapping them hands. And he come running over and see me. Good thing I could catch him, Richie Hall, because he jumped up and I just barely grabbed him. He's getting heavy as a sack of taters. He jumped up and grabbed me, gave me a big old hug. You know what? He'd been waiting. He'd been waiting. And when his name was called, and when I showed up, he knew exactly who I was. And he was glad to see me. One of these days, Brother John, he's going to show up. I'm going to be glad to see him when he gets here. And I'm trying to tell everybody, hallelujah, he's a coming back. You can go if you want to. You can stay here. Just like Adam. You can be a doer of the word. Or choose not to go. She plays, you stand. Every head in the building bowed this morning. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.